This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The Alabama Supreme Court gives the go-ahead to the Alabama Department of Corrections to execute a death row inmate by way of nitrogen hypoxia. This will be a new method applied here in the state of Alabama. The execution process of Kenneth Eugene Smith can begin 30 days from this past Wednesday. Back in 2022, the state of Alabama sought to execute Smith by way of lethal injection. However, that attempt went wrong when a proper IV line could not be established and was then called off. Smith then appealed any more attempts at lethal injection, saying his preferred method is nitrogen hypoxia. With this recent decision by the Supreme Court, Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall has said that the family of Elizabeth Senate has now waited an unconscionable 35 years to see justice served. Smith was convicted of the 1988 murder of Senate. It was a murder for hire by her husband, Charles Senate, who weeks after her murder took his own life. A lot of political campaign announcements have occurred this past week after a state-level seat has opened up as well as a federal-level seat. The state Senate seat for District 9 was vacated last week by Senate Majority Leader Clay Schofield, who is taking a position within the Business Council of Alabama. State Representative Wes Kitchens first announced his plans to run for that seat, and then freshman state lawmaker Brock Colvin has also jumped into the Republican primary race. Kitchens and Colvin both live in Marshall County and call each other friends. They say this will be a clean and cordial campaign with their constituents. When it comes to the newly formed Congressional District 2, that now has a wide open seat yet to be filled since Congressional District 1 has now been redrawn in such a way that Jerry Carl and Barry Moore, both Republicans, are campaigning against each other. There are three Democrat state lawmakers who are announcing their campaign for the Congressional District 2 seat, Kirk Hatcher, Napoleon Bracey, and Jeremy Gray. So far, one Republican is planning to run for this seat, and that is Montgomery-based attorney Caroline Dobson. The president of Birmingham Southern, Daniel Coleman, is now indicating that the private school will seek financial assistance from more local sources. The move comes after state treasurer Young Boozer denied a loan application from that college. BSC was seeking $30 million from a newly created loan program. When Boozer denied that loan, they also launched a lawsuit, but that was recently dismissed by a judge. The BSC Board of Trustees met again this week, and President Coleman says they remain highly engaged in securing funding from other potential sources. The mayor of Smith Station, Bubba Copeland, spoke about his secret social media posts while he was in the pulpit at church this past Wednesday in Phoenix City. Copeland claims he has nothing to be ashamed of when it comes to posting as a transgender curvy girl and promoting transgenderism. Copeland has also posted pictures of himself wearing women's lingerie as well as making sexually explicit statements. Copeland claims that his alter ego is a way to de-stress and an attempt at humor. 1890 News reporter Craig Monger first broke this story earlier this week, and now Copeland has doubled down on his double life saying he has nothing to be ashamed of. Alabama radio icons Rick and Bubba begged to differ, and they brought up this whole story on their program on Thursday. He said that the Mm -hmm. parts of it that are racy, and I would say him being a pastor from all accounts from Scripture, sinful, uh, is uh, purely fiction. But, But we're told in Scripture that it is an abomination to God for a man to dress and appear as a woman uh, and, of course, the things you're doing and saying on your Instagram while being dressed as a woman, they don't fare well in Scripture either because it, it violates the very thing you're supposed to be teaching. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a, got a and it's not a stumble. There. You didn't have a rough day. No. You're, you've been living 
this since 2014. Not remaking Tootsie. Perpetual, deliberately, <laughs> yeah. which Scripture speaks that. Speak, scripture would call you a false teacher because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Uh, but, um, he, but, he, oh but, my. but wow. He commented on it and said, I have nothing to be ashamed of. I've been ah, you do. the victim of an internet attack, and this was an attempt at humor, is what he said. No, you do have, you do have something to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. I agree. Bond was denied for state lawmaker John Rogers when he was back in court on Thursday. Rogers was seeking for the judge to reinstate Bond and release him from jail. However, the judge did not accept the defense attorney's arguments that Rogers did not intentionally contact one of the witnesses in the case that's being brought against him by U.S. Attorney Prim Escalona. Rogers will return to the courtroom next Monday. Regarding an issue on caregiving, Rogers has hired one of the co-defendants in this case to be his caregiver, and the judge is seeking to change that. Rogers' daughter will be screened in court next Monday to take over the caregiving duties. The judge says it's highly implausible that Rogers and the co-defendant are not talking about the upcoming case against him. Rogers is being charged with defrauding a community service fund in Jefferson County and sending some of that money to another state lawmaker, who has since resigned from his seat, that was Fred Plump Jr. Plump Jr. would in turn send some of that money to co-defendant Barry Kindle. Wawa has broken ground on its second store in Alabama, and in case you're wondering what on earth is Wawa, it's a convenience store and a gas station chain that first gained success in northeastern states like Pennsylvania. Now there are two Wawas coming to the South Alabama area. Construction is underway for a Wawa in Fairhope and another one just started in Mobile. The two should be up and running sometime next year. Fans of Wawas rave about their hoagies, smoothies, and fresh coffee. And now the convenience store will be introducing their Wawa burger and Wawa pizza. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, 74 Americans with dual citizenship have now been released from the Gaza Strip in Israel. The U.S. citizens started leaving that area on Wednesday. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken spoke on Tuesday, confirming that up to 1,000 Americans were trapped within the Gaza Strip as Israel forces are in a ground assault against Hamas terrorists. Regarding the U.S. support of Israel, House National Security Spokesman John Kirby is saying that President Joe Biden will veto a funding bill for Israel if it comes in the form of a standalone bill rather than linked to funding Ukraine. President would veto an only Israel bill. We, I think that we've made that clear. Utah Senator Mike Lee says that if a Ukrainian aid package is not strong enough to stand on its own when it moves through Congress, then packaging it into a spending bill for Israel is an insult to Congress and an exploitation of Israel. Democrats in the state of Colorado continue their lawfare efforts to remove Donald Trump from the ballot in the upcoming 2024 presidential election. Mike Davis is a practicing attorney in that state. He's also the former law clerk for Justice Neil Gorsuch and the founder of the Article 3 Project. And he says considering the makeup of the liberal judiciary in Colorado, it's very likely that the biased judge will agree and remove Trump's name. They probably almost certainly will because they have this Denver District Court Judge Sarah Wallace who just got appointed to the bench by Democrat Governor Jared Polis. She was named in August of 2022, starting in January of 2023. In October of 2022, she donated right before the midterm elections to this Democrat PAC, Colorado Turnout Project. And the sole mission of this Colorado Turnout Project PAC is to chase out of office Republicans who supported President Trump on January 6th. So now this week, this judge, after she took office in January, is now hearing this case to try to chase President Trump off the ballot in Colorado for January 6th. How the hell 
is she not biased? Trump's lawyers filed a motion to recuse. She said on the first day of the trial on Monday, yeah, I made that donation. I forgot about it, but I can still be fair. Well, that's not the legal standard. Her subjective belief whether she can be fair is not the legal standard. Objectively, the public are, is not going to think that she can be fair when she just donated to an anti-Trump January 6th PAC last year. Davis spoke on the Annie Fry radio program. Well, is it going to be a case of Bud Light for Eventbrite? We'll have to wait and see, but Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin seems to want that to happen. He's telling his operations staff and political committee to stop using this company's service after Eventbrite continues to feature pro-Hamas events, even after the attack on Israel, but refused to go public on their website with an event that featured women's college swimmer Riley Gaines. The Gaines event was titled Protect Women's Sports. Eventbrite says that the Gaines event violated their community guidelines. Gaines has come out now and actually called for a boycott of the company, asking that they receive the Bud Light treatment. A jury in New York City has quickly come to a verdict regarding the founder of FTX cryptocurrency, Sam Bankman-Fried. FTX went belly up in October of 2022, losing at least $10 billion in customer and investor money. Bankman-Fried took to the witness stand for four days this week, claiming that he never meant to cheat customers and that parent company Alameda did not follow his instructions on investing. U.S. Attorney Danielle Sassoon says that Bankman-Fried turned his customer accounts into a personal piggy bank. Republicans in New Jersey are applauding the recent decision made by a Danish company called Orsted. That company has decided not to proceed with offshore wind farms off the coast of New Jersey. The Ocean Wind 1 and 2 projects were not well received by those living in that state. Many of the generational fishermen in New Jersey were reporting a carnage of sea life wherever the oceanic geosurveys were being conducted in order to place those offshore wind turbines. Orsted has canceled any plans to proceed further with this development. New Jersey Congressman Jeff Van Drew calls the decision a massive win for the state and says the Green New Deal from Biden is bad for the economy, the environment, and a disaster for middle-class families. Van Drew says the project was all about lining the pockets of foreign-owned wind companies with U.S. taxpayer money and tax breaks. And this is the fifth and final part of our Steve Kirsch podcast, which involves two scientists who discovered DNA contaminants within the COVID-19 vaccine plasmid. Steve Kirsch went on to ask both Kevin McKiernan and Byron Bridal what the response has been by U.S. and Canadian drug regulators. So let me just summarize. In the entire world, not a single health authority from Anywhere in the entire world has contacted any of you guys to ask for more information, to discuss this, explain it, whatever. We want to hear your point of view. No, I even brought it to the FDA and presented it with the four minutes they gave me at their Verbeck meeting back in June. And they immediately ignored it and moved on to the XBB 1.5, uh, you know, fear porn they had, to, they had to perform. Two days ago, it was revealed Health Canada themselves saying that that Pfizer duped them, right? I, I mean, that's exactly what they said. Pfizer duped Should us. Should be news. <laughs> you would think, yeah, if anybody talks about that in Parliament, it'll be empty. But I don't know if you saw, but our entire Parliament gave uh, a genuine Nazi a standing ovation uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> you know? You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail 
on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 